This edition of Bringing the Heat podcast is brought to you by our sponsors at Train on Main. You can go visit them at 427 Main Street, Stroudsburg, PA, and go ask for Dan. Summer is right around the corner. You want to get your beach body ready. Dan is the guy to see. He will set you up with a program, a routine, and work with you one-on-one. Train on Main is a true gym that works with a one-on-one setting, and you'll really enjoy your time there. You can also check them out on Instagram, at trainonmain427. That's at trainonmain427. This episode is also brought to you by our newest uh, sponsors, Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new DFS app for prop bets. They have streamlined the drafting process and eliminated the need to do unnecessary hours of research by using only top-tier athletes. Instead of the traditional salary cap format, you build your lineup around a list of prop bets. For each contest, you need to choose 10 of the 20 prop bets plus two ice picks that protect you from any late scratches or postponed games. Each unique prop has an over and an under point value assigned to it and you will be rewarded that point value if that prop is correct for example will mookie bets have under or over one and a half rbis the less likely the prop is to occur the more points the choice will be worth and you're built and you build your team score around the amount of correct props you select so go check out thrive fantasy you can download their app on your phone and when you sign up Use the promo code BRINGTHEHEAT, that is B-R-I-N-G-T-H-E-H-E-A-T. All together, bring the heat, use that promo code, deposit $10, and Thrive Fantasy will match your deposit of up to $10, so you will have $20 to play with when you gamble next. So let's get into the action. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bringing the Heat podcast. And guess what just happened? I got the one of the founders of Bringing the Heat back with me. Luke, what is going on? Got the band back together. What is going on? Uh, a lot has happened since you've been gone. Uh, have, have you missed it? I have, actually, yeah. You can cue the uh, Kelly Clarkson since you've been gone solo right now. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just sitting here like old times sake, sakes. I actually, I had a, a healthy dinner and I followed it up with a nice German beer. Kostritzer. Ooh. Oh, that one that uh, Master Splinter had, huh? Yeah. So, uh, you know, old times sakes. I figured I had to pull out a brew uh, for, for, that's what we used to do. Every freaking, every one. Yes, sir. So, uh... This this episode though, and first off, welcome back. You're gonna be, you know, with me with me from now on. So he's the one he's the one that applied and uh and won the job back. <laughs> but uh so we had some baseball stuff to talk about in UFC, but we're gonna push that off because a lot has happened today. Yeah. I mean the NFL, for those of you that have paid attention, is just blowing up i mean all day at work today i'm refreshing twitter like every five seconds 
Um, and, you know, I'm a little upset that the Le'Veon Bell saga hasn't ended because I really wanted to talk about it. But, oh, I just got breaking news. What's that? The Bears signed Cordell, uh, Cordero Patterson. Awesome. So now you have two studs that can return the ball. Yeah, but uh, I'm surprised by that. I, I didn't see them signing him. But um, So anyway, breaking news for the Bears, Cordero Patterson to the Bears. Uh, but I was hoping that the Le'Veon Bell saga was kind of over so we could talk about it. Uh, maybe by the end of this podcast we'll we'll have something. But you know, I thought for sure from all the rumblings I was hearing it was going to be over. We had quite an eventful day, and I'm sure we're going to get into that with just Le'Veon Bell. So. Yeah. Um, so – First thing I want to go into, and this isn't going to be just Bears or Giants talk. I mean, we have a bunch of stuff, but the first thing on my list, which has nothing to do with the trades that happened today, but the Bears are looking to trade Jordan Howard, which we've talked about. Um, I've said it in previous podcasts, but you know, it's no secret the Bears want a, you know, an upgrade per se at running back due to Jordan Howard's inability to really acclimate to that offense. So, you know, that's when the Le'Veon Bell thing comes in. You know, are they are they really players for Le'Veon Bell? Well, after what they did today with, you know, moving some money around to fit uh, Khalil Mack's uh, signing bonus and everything like that to make some more cap room, I could see them as possible players. But, like, me and you have been spitballing back and forth on Twitter saying, uh, I really think Tevin Coleman's probably the best fit there. Yeah, I would have to agree. And they did a head. They did uh, make a head scratching signing with Mike Davis, the running back from Seattle, uh, yeah. who who I like. I think he's a good running back. But I he's think not he, bad. Yeah, he's pretty good. I think he's very similar to Howard, though. I mean, maybe he's a little bit more versatile, but he's not a small back. And I, I'm yeah. I'm a guy that you know Jordan Howard was the player that got us Bears fans. You know, he was like the only offensive weapon that actually made you kind of excited to watch the Bears when they were going through that rough patch um, his rookie year. And so, I don't know. I, it'll be a little sad to see him go, but I will agree they need an upgrade at that position. And Tariq Cohen is just, I don't think he's big enough to handle the ball every down. So what it is, I think they're doing, I think they're going to try to do what, you know, um, Nagy has success with in Kansas City. They have a back for one to two downs and then a third down back. Like when Kareem Hunt, before he was like a known commodity in the league, before he kicked a woman in the head, um, he was, you know, a first down, second down back, and then they would bring in whoever else, you know. He wasn't a three down back all the time. Yeah, I agree, and and that's kind of that's kind of what they try to do with Howard and and Cohen. But the Bears, you know, Howard's a decent between the tackles guy, but he just doesn't fit that offense. You know, he's just, yeah. he, you know, if he's in on first and second down, you you know they're running the ball, and then when yeah. Cohen comes in, yep. you know they're passing the ball, so it becomes exactly. too predictable. Yeah, I I agree, and you know I think the league's just getting too fast for guys that are running the ball like Jordan Howard, especially that offense, that style. Oh, now, yeah. if they had Saquon Barkley, it'd be different. Yeah, and they have, I mean, look at every player on that Bears offense. They're all fast. Trubisky's fast. Allen Robinson's their number one big-time big red zone threat, and he's fast. I mean, all, the, all their skill positions are fast. Even, you know, Trey Burton is a smaller, quicker tight end. Yeah. So and, you know he started off slow last year, but he came around towards the end of the season, and he was one of the more favorited targets. Yeah, without a doubt. And so, 
Um, you know, that I don't want to go too much into that because it hasn't happened yet. I mean, they could very well miss on, you know, all these backs and, you know, not go, not get rid of him right away. I mean, we'll see what they do in the draft as well. They don't have a, a pick to the third round. So, but the Bears, I will say out of all the teams in the NFL, I would say the Bears are one of the better teams at drafting, you know, middle to late rounds. I, I mean, we've seen it with Jordan Howard, Eddie Jackson, Amos, um, you know. You know, just yep. signed with the Packers. Yep, who he got emotional with signing with the Packers because he really loves Chicago. But you know, and we'll get into that too. I mean, I don't. Again, I don't want to go. I have my list here. I want to stick to the list, but um, yeah. but we'll get into that. So this is all older stuff that's happened as well. That you know, we skipped an episode, so we got a ton to talk about. But Case uh-huh. Keenum, Case Keenum goes to the Redskins. Oh, man. What are the dude? The Redskins are just as bad as the Broncos. Dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah, dumpster fire. They keep trying to salvage, you know, a quarterback that's on the last legs of his career and plug him into a starting situation. Um, I, I can't say I hate Keenum. I've always been a Keenum fan. But, I hate him but um, I think the Redskins definitely have to draft a quarterback. I mean, there's going to be a quarterback there when they pick, and I think they have to draft one. Um, I, I think, you know, I like Drew Locke. I like Daniel Jones. I like Haskins. Those are my... My three, th- my three guys. My dad is a Redskins fan, and he likes Will Greer. He thinks they should get. God, he, his stock fell so far. I know, but my dad thinks they could get him in the second round. He's gotta go further than that. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that the Redskins, you know, ultimately they wanted to get a quarterback that they know if they didn't draft anybody good could salvage a couple wins for them, and that's yep. not Josh Johnson, and that's no. not Mark Sanchez. So, and it's not Colt McCoy. So I think Case Keenum, at least, you know, I'm not going to say he's as good as Alex Smith, but he's better than their other options. So they at least Dude, have someone there. for Josh Johnson because he was drafted into the AAF, and I know you guys have touched up on this in, you know, my time off. But he was drafted as, like, the first quarterback in the quarterback draft for that league mm-hmm. for San Diego Fleet. And then literally the next day, he got signed to the Washington Redskins. Now he's going to be without a job again. Uh, I think he'll go back to the fleet. The fleet is uh, not filled with good quarterbacks. Yeah. And I, I, like, I, are they talking about it, him coming back? or what? I don't even know what's going on with that. Uh, I'm not really sure what the status is, but, I mean, Johnny Menzel's getting a job, and I'm sorry. John, uh, I think Josh Johnson at this point is better than Johnny Menzel because – I do. Honestly, I thought Josh Johnson performed pretty well. He did. For he situation he, he was in. He did not play bad. So uh, again, and he was he was a guy that didn't play a game for like four mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Which is even more impressive. So you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna, you know, totally bash the Redskins for the Keenum thing because they didn't really give up a lot for him. I think they only gave up one pick. Yeah. Uh so I mean and it was a late round pick, like six pick six round pick. But you know, at at some point the Redskins have to either totally rebuild or, you know, commit to something. And, you know, it, it's weird because it's like they didn't re-sign any of their their own guys, but then they go out and again, I don't want to get too far ahead, but Landon Collins gets, you know, monster money. So it's like what what are you doing? Are are you rebuilding or are you just are they playing devil's advocate? Or are they are they going out and just stealing Collins because he was a giant? You know, so it's yeah. like, you know, figure it out what what you're doing. The Redskins have been like this exact way ever since me and you have been alive. 
it, when they first had Gibb as the head coach, and then Michael Shanahan, and then Gibb again. You know. Well, they it went it went Gibbs. Up. I think it went Gibbs Zorn. Gibbs, yeah, Shanahan. Zorn, and then Shanahan, then back to Gibbs again. So yeah, something like that. I mean, but you know. they've always done this. They've always put, like, Band-Aids on a severe cut, you know? And I and I think I think Gruden is a good coach. for To do as well as they did last year with the amount of injuries they had was, in my eyes, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you're literally signing him up to fail. Like, he's going to do bad yeah. this year, and he's going to get he's going to get fired. And well, dude, they, they just lost Preston Smith, an outside linebacker of theirs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, and they lost Jamison Crowder. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So <sighs> Redskins continue to become more and more of a dumpster fire. Um, but speaking of Landon, how they gave him six years and $86 million and the Giants couldn't even match that, I don't know. So, so we're going to get into the Giants here. Uh, the Giants traded Olivier Vernon for Zietler. Now, I will say that is a great trade. They, oh, yeah, yeah, they, dude. Olivier Vernon, way overpaid. At the time, did I think it was a good contract that Jerry Reese did? Yes. It is what they needed. He was the top pass rusher in the free agency at that time. Has he performed up to that money? No. He's been injured almost half the season. He's missed about half the games in those three years he's been with the Giants. And Kevin Zietler is a top guard in the NFL. Yeah. I've liked him ever since his days in Cincinnati. He, he was, that was honestly like, there was no losing that trade for the Giants. They 100, I, I give that trade an A plus. Because, because the, you know, the Giants, one of their biggest holes on their team has been their offensive line. And they addressed that with that trade uh, and, a, and a guard position nonetheless. And, you know, they got a good one and they, they really got, they shed salary cap basically with, Trade in Vernon as well. They opened up. Yeah, and Vernon never plays. Like when he played, I think he played decent. Did he play as well as the contracts, uh, as well as he should have based on his contract? No, but he didn't I'm play. I'm not gonna say he performed poorly. He did well in certain aspects of the game. He did extremely well in stopping the run. Him and Snacks stopped the run almost to like zero yards. Almost. I'm over exaggerating, but those two guys were they were awesome at it. But he couldn't rush the tech like the quarterback, and he didn't do well in pass coverage. He's playing out of position. He is a true 4-3 defensive end, but they had him playing outside linebacker in a 3-4 defense. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think, I don't know, like, it's just we see a lot of these contracts nowadays. The guys just are uh, not panning out. And it's, a lot of uh, times it is defensive players as well. We can go back to Albert Hainsworth for the Redskins, pro. They oh, signed yeah. him to like a hundred million dollars, and he didn't even pass the physical, like, and the uh, conditioning test. He failed too. Yeah, I mean, it's it's because defense is so important, and you know, it's just not those guys. And it's you know, we we play football is a a game now where it's all about schemes. You know, yeah. you literally like it's so important that Madden implemented it into its video game. Exactly. Like, it's like, all it, about schemes. It used to just be playbooks, but now it's like, what type of linebacker is this guy? What type of defensive end is this guy? You know, it's crazy. But yeah. that's how this game is evolving. So, moving on to more stuff. Now, we're not breaking this down by team. We're, you know, we're, we're just going by our list. Basically, yeah, basically in chronological uh, like chronological order, when it all happened. Yeah. So, um, Antonio Brown is a Raider now, and oh, the Steelers are... In a mess. So John Gruden fleeced 
the Steelers. A third and a fifth round pick yeah. for Antonio Brown. Like, I know he's 30 already, but he's still performing at an elite level. Whether he's the number one receiver or not, however you look at it, between him, Odell, and Julio, and maybe even Mike Evans. I mean, six six straight 1,200 yards receiving seasons. Yeah. Six straight. Now, the how that doesn't get a first-round pick, it does not matter what offense you play in. Antonio Brown is a generational receiver. You know, he is in that top three receivers in football right now. He's a guy that can... You know, he might not be the fastest receiver or the biggest, but his footwork is great. He, you know, he dusts corners. Like, he he yeah. works corners. His footwork is insane. He can play in any offense. And the fact that not even a second-round pick, like a third and a fifth or third yeah. third and fifth, right? That's horrible. Yeah. And so, you know, we I, I had uh, some people on Twitter who are Steelers fans you have got you have a right to be mad. If you're a Steelers yeah. fan, like I would be fuming. I, in my eyes, that's almost like the Bears trading Khalil Mack for a third round pick. Yeah. At this after point. After they just gave up two first rounds in two seconds. Yeah. I mean it just it would be that would be such a lose. And, you know, not not only do they lose, you know, Antonio Brown and the Raiders and the Raiders are weird too, but I'll get to that in a second. But they also lose Le'Veon. We don't know where he's going yet, but they lose him. They traded. Uh, who was the lineman they traded? Um, um, uh, Foster. Yeah, they trade Foster. Who you know, and they lose Jesse James at tight end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. You know, the the Steelers in my eyes are going to be. They're going to struggle. You know, I honestly don't see anyone in that division being tough other than the Browns. Dude, the Browns, man. John Dorsey knows what he's doing. He's building this. He's building something over there. Yeah, without a doubt. And so, you know, and then basically what I was saying about the Raiders is the Raiders got AB, which is great. You know, I, I like it. But it's weird because they traded Cooper. All right, Cooper wasn't fitting. I think it's more car, in my honest opinion, but Cooper wasn't working. And then, so they, they get Brown, but then they trade Assembly. Yeah, that, that was a straight cat move, because they were going to cut him if they couldn't find a suitor. That would have shaved off $10 million, and they wanted to give Antonio Brown, they wanted to secure him, and then leave some room to possibly sign um, Le'Veon Bell. That's just going off the reports I've read from Bleach Report, ESPN, all those guys, they seem to, like, mesh in those uh, exact reports. Um but going back to Antonio Brown real quick, you mentioned that he had six years of 1,200 yards receiving mm-hmm. in a row, and everybody's like so quick. There's some Steelers fans that are just so quick to cut him off already. Oh, he's gone. He, he wanted to leave. He checked out. We got Juju. We have Juju. Juju Smith, he capitalized off of Antonio Brown being double teamed the last two seasons. I would, I would agree, yes. 100%. So this guy was double teamed all of the last two seasons, Antonio Brown, and he's still at 1,200 yards receiving. And I'm pretty sure Juju was almost non-existent in that last game. And why was that? Antonio Brown didn't play. Exactly. He he got smothered. So if they're like, oh, we're on the up and up, we got Washington and Juju Smith, he was nowhere to be found when Antonio was not on that field. I would say that, without a doubt, Bell was expendable because I think Connor is good. But yes. um, I would definitely say Brown, when you have a player of that caliber, that it's not easy to get rid of them. Yeah, I think running back is easier to replace than it is 
you find um, a generational talent in receiver. And and I and I hate to bring up the Bears all the time, but look at the Bears. It's like every time they have a good running back, they're a guy that's drafted late in the draft. You yeah, know? but look at when they got rid of Alshon Jeffrey. They're yeah. still recovering. Yeah, exactly. And and you know I hate Alshon because I think he's a douche, but um, it's true. You know I I think. Robinson's good. I don't think he's as good as Alshon Jeffrey is, though. Yeah. I, I definitely think that now, like speaking of it, I've never said this before, but I'm coming to the realization that wide receiver is a more important position than running back. Well, they, they can win you games. I mean, Mike, yeah. the, the, the Tampa Bay isn't the best team, but Mike Evans, when Mike Evans plays, he's going to catch the ball and go for over 100 yards and yeah. probably a touchdown. And exactly. So, I mean... And especially in a league now where it's it's literally all air raid offenses. That's all it is. The running back position in the NFL, that it is a revolving door mm-hmm. in a hotel. Every week it's a new guy, man. Well, you literally just run the guy into the ground for his rookie contract, and then you get rid of him. Yeah, and I really hope that's not what's happening to Saquon Barkley, but it, the moves they're making, man, the Giants, that's what it's looking like. So I mean, how many times did he touch the ball a game? A ton. Uh, at least 35 because he would have 25 rushes and then 10 catches. Yeah, so, I mean, it could very well happen. Now, I'll say Saquon is also a generational athlete, though. Like, the way he keeps yeah. care of himself. Like, I mean, look at Zeke. Like, I know Zeke's only been in the league, what, three years? But, I mean, he touches the ball how much, and he doesn't seem to be slowing down. Yeah, just, you know, just my name's Zeke. Just give me the ball. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly, I think, how he talks. I mean, he... I feel like he struggles to breathe. I know. I feel like we talk about this every podcast. But All the time. It's just so funny. <laughs> um, oh, so, the Eagles also, also make uh, two... Dude, this guy, I, I, I'm Malik Jackson, he is the greatest schemer in the NFL, bro. Whoa, he whoa, whoa, whoa. Mean, Slow your roll. Sam Bradford is oh, the greatest, yeah, yeah, yeah. The greatest but scammer I'm think, ever. Dude, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Malik Jackson's overtaking him because two <laughs> years ago he got paid eighty five, no eighty eight million for the Jaguars, and sixty five of that was guaranteed. Yeah, I know. Him. And then he just signed a thirty million dollar contract with the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, and he didn't really play last year. Like his snaps, he lo- dude, basically he just lost his starting position. Yeah, he lost it. They his snaps like completely diminished. Yeah, um, they, so they strictly had him playing on third downs. Well, they gave him that thirty million and that money because he's fresh. He hasn't played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe that. So he goes to the Eagles, and the Eagles also uh, go and trade for Deshaun Jackson. So he goes good back move. to Philly. Very good move because now they don't need a receiver. They had a hole when Golden Tate was leaving. He's a free agent now. So. DJX just steps in where he's comfortable. Yep, and it gives them a deep option because they really don't have that. I mean, Alshon Jeffrey's good, um, but you know he's not going to burn any corners. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, even for 32 years old, is still dusting dudes. So yeah. uh, I think it gives them a deep threat. You can throw Aguilar in the slot as long as they keep yeah. him around. And, uh, I mean, who knows? They could go out and re-sign Golden Tate. They could. They could. But I don't think he's going to want to sign for such little money. I, th- I think he's looking to break the bank. Yeah, but he's older, too. He's in his 30s, ain't he? Uh, I think he is 30 on the dot. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I don't know how much money. Maybe he has a shorter-term deal with more money, but to me, he's yeah. not. I mean, I wouldn't pay more than 10 mil for, for Golden Tate, and that's a lot. Ah, he 
he's a perfect fit on, as a slot receiver on every single team. He'll go to the Patriots. We if they uh, they'll probably win the Super Bowl again. Yeah, probably. With uh, actually, most likely gonna gonna win the Super Bowl again. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Um, if that happens. Yeah. Um, so the 49ers get Quan Alexander. A lot of people. I think this is a steal, man. You think? See, a lot of people aren't aren't happy with it. Um, basically because he had mixed reviews in Tampa. Um, and I don't really. The only reason I don't like the signing is because I just feel like the 49ers are doing this stuff every year. Like they're almost like the Redskins. Like to me, the 49ers are not a team that's close to the playoffs. Um. I don't. I still don't like Garoppolo. They don't have many guys to throw to offensively. I like Kittle. Um, That's about it, though. Their defense is eh. Like to, yeah. so to me, like you're throwing all this money at a guy, and yeah. your team isn't there. Like I feel like John Lynch. Once John Lynch took over, they gave away a lot of key guys, and um, despite his, you know, his public figure. I'm a big fan of Rupert Foster. He definitely makes an impact on the field. I know he's not going to play much because he's getting suspended, but I think he will impact that Redskins defense eventually. And I think the Niners, they made a mistake getting like rid of him too soon. Well, and then you know, it's his third strike or whatever. But I really do think they should have held on to him. I know they had their past issues with Alden Smith, but he's a total different story. That guy was yelling terroristic threats in an airport, so I would have got rid of him too. But they also got rid of Trent Brown. They traded him to the for, uh, to the Patriots, and he's the best right tackle in the game. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know how that makes sense. I, I don't know what John Lynch's end game is here. But you need to build from with it. Like you need to start inside and move out. So linebackers, linemen, that's where you need to that triangle of the tackle box from the running back to the linebackers. That's where you win games. So you like the move then. I do. I think it's a steal because they got rid of Ruben Foster and they filled that void with Quan Alexander. Quan Alexander and Levante David in uh, Tampa Bay were like a top uh, linebacker combo, I think. I, I'm not saying they're the best, but not like this past season because Alexander was out with an ACL injury. But the season before that, he was a tackling machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just... So, I just look at we'll Lynch and and you know the 49ers haven't drafted well either. Um, and, and it doesn't. I, I don't understand what they're doing offensively because they brought Kyle Shanahan in to be that offensive guru, and they're not giving him the pieces to do that. Well, and and like I go back to the the year the what three drafts ago when you know the the 49ers took Solomon Thomas like he's been a bust, and you know we we've seen them drafting guys that just aren't panning out, and it's like. You know, I think John Lynch, he was brought in to kind of turn that team around. And what what are we getting on year three now? And yeah. he's to me, they've kind of regressed. Like they seem to do well at the end when Garoppolo was playing, and Garoppolo got hurt. I think if Garoppolo comes back healthy this year and they struggle, um, maybe he gets one more year. But I mean, that leash has got to be getting a little tight on him. I would think they get rid of John Lynch before they get rid of Shanahan. I agree. Because the moves that are happening are definitely on John Lynch. They're not on Kyle Shanahan. 
No, Shanahan's definitely not. I don't think he has any GM duties. I mean, if I'm Shanahan, I'm going to the front office and saying, give me pieces. Like the, Their best offensive signing last year was Jarek McKinnon, who didn't even yeah. play. He didn't and play. Well, he's going to come back this year. I think he's going to do pretty well. You think? But, See, I, I think yeah. he's just, eh. Again, I don't think he's a guy that's, he's not a game-changing player. I don't think he's a game-changer. He's not going to go out there and be like a 2006 Adrian Peterson. But he's an all-purpose back. He can do everything for you. He can run inside the tackles. He can re- receive the ball out of the backfield. He can do all of that. Yeah, I don't he's know. He's probably a downgrade from Alvin Kamara. But that's who I compare his game to. That's like his style of play. He's not as good as Kamara, but that's his style of play. Poor man's Kamara. Yes. And there's a lot of rumblings going on that the Niners may get that piece that Kyle Shanahan wants. In who? Odell Beckham Jr. I have seen this. I have seen this. Um, Now, who they're going to trade for that, I don't know. But that goes back to what I told you today. If the Giants trade Odell... They have to take a $35.5 million cap hit. That's going to wipe out everything for this season. That's insane. They shouldn't have signed him. If they wanted to trade him, they should have traded him last year when everybody wanted him. The Patriots were willing to give them the first, their their two first-round picks last season. You know who those two first-round picks were? Sony Michelle and Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn was hurt. But he's going to be a stud at the lineman position. He's going to be an all-purpose lineman, whether it be tackle, guard, whatever you put him at. The Giants could have used that. I don't know. The Giants are you know, another team. And that goes to uh, the next on my list, Landon Collins. Um, yeah. So we kind of touched on it. Landon Collins, you know, he cashed in for sure. I want to know what the second-best offer was because I feel like that offer was so high <laughs> – there was no yeah. one, no one even close to that no. number. No, nah, I don't even know who was he. I know that a lot of teams were interested, but eighty-six, that's a lot. Especially for, you know, safety. I mean, safeties are important, but yeah. you know, we kind that they've kind of been at a position where it's almost like a revolving door as well. Yeah, um, I think Landon Collins played at a position for the Giants. I don't think he's a safety. I think he's a middle linebacker. Because he struggles horrifically in the passing game. If you watch games and you break it down, he gets dusted by tight ends. And, you know, he in practice, he's got Evan Ingram and Odell to go up against. And you think he'd get better, but he's regressed in the pass coverage. He's nothing more than a run support safety and a tackler. Don't get me wrong. He, Landon Collins was unbelievable for the Giants. I love him. And I'll always respect him for that. I'll always be a fan. But he's just not an all-around safety. If they moved him inside to linebacker, he would have been a success. So why is it that you're if if you think that the Giants had no intentions of moving him to a linebacker position, you know why does it hurt the Giants so much? Then they did go out. Who did they sign? They just signed someone to. They signed ninety-five-year-old Antoine Bethea. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Deal. <laughs> that is his replacement, dude. They brought Gettleman in. A 70-year-old GM who was diagnosed with cancer probably doesn't have much time left on this earth. hate saying that, but he's already 70. Luckily, he's in good health now, but he's 70 years old. You'd think you'd want to keep that young core of players together. We, they have broken down this entire roster and made it com- like 10 years older. Yeah, Last and- year, Connor Barwin. This year, it's Antoine Bethea. 
What are they doing? They also signed Nate Solder, a 30-year-old left tackle that broke the bank for $65 million, the largest tackle contract ever, and he's 30. Yeah. <laughs> the, jo- the Patriots didn't even offer him a contract. That should tell you something. Well, and, you know, I've been through this already. You know, there's a good chunk of my life where the Bears were just nothing but a disappointment, and... Now it's my turn. Yeah, it's your turn. You have to suffer through it. <laughs> well, um, you know what? I think I may be ch- uh, cheering on the Crosstown team. I might be going all in on the Jets here. Um, and why not? You know, we might well, let's skip around on our list a little bit because yeah, yeah. the Jets—they're <laughs> making moves, man. Yeah. Um, I will say, Anthony Barr, your scum. <laughs> oh wait, you know I can't really fault him. Because he had the deal in place, and nothing's official until tomorrow at four. Uh-huh. Uh, this is Tuesday, we're recording on a Tuesday night. Tomorrow, Wednesday, at four a four p.m. is when all contracts are official. They offered him a half a million dollars more per season, so I would have taken that too. The Vikings are already an established organization. You know where they're at right now. They're a decent team. Yeah, Kirk Cousins struggled last year, but it's a new new system for him. Who's not going to struggle? You know. I would have taken the, the half a million dollars more per season. Yeah, I mean, I don't fault him for it. It's just, you know, it's almost, it's just a scummy move when you say you're going to. The gonna... way it went down, yeah, I agree. Totally scummy. Um, yeah, but like, I mean, someone offers me half a million dollars more than what I'm making. I'm going to take it without a yeah. doubt. And and to be in a better situation. I mean, oh, yeah. do like, I think the, the Jets. Are, they're built to win now. Yeah, yeah. The Jets, the, the Vikings. Maybe, but. To... We don't know yet. To me, the Vikings are going to be... It's going to be Vikings-Bears. I really don't see the Packers. I don't know. I, I think the I Packers... Do, I don't know. The Packers made a lot of good moves today. Uh, they made... I don't know about... The, uh, they made a couple good moves. Zadarius Smith is good. Amos, you're iffy on. You don't think he's worth the money. And they, they and Preston Smith from the Redskins. Those were needs that the, the Packers needed. Yeah, and but... they still... While saving money. They still don't have a great run game. And Well, they've been linked to Le'Veon Bell, too. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. And yeah. they they also, I mean, don't get me wrong, Devontae Adams, again, top receiver in the NFL. But yeah. other than that, you know, they have no one else. And, and, and Rodgers can't stay on the field, or when he does, he can't stay healthy. That's very true. And and it's not the lineman's fault either. You got David Bakhtari, who's been the highest rated um, pass cover, or like, you know, pass blocker at left tackle for the last three seasons. So, and Brian Bulaga. But it's not. I wouldn't say it's the line's fault. It's the way Aaron Rodgers plays, because he likes to sit back there and hold on to the ball and run around. You're eventually going to get hurt. And then whine. And then whine that you got a roughing the passer. It happens all the time. Every game. Yeah. Because he's a baby. Like I I like Aaron Rodgers' game. I like. He's entertaining to watch, and that's coming from a Bears fan. But he is such a wuss. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot stand it. But yo, the Packers. They'll. They will never stink. Their their worst season is an eight win season. Oh yeah, but I think the Vikings and Bears could be ten win teams. With and the team- before Antonio Brown was traded to the Raiders, the Packers were trying to get him. Yeah, they just didn't want to get rid of their two first round picks they have this year. But now they're also linked to Odell, so we will see what happens. Yeah, I mean you can never count them out, and you know just with Rodgers alone. They're, mm-hmm. they're a team that's, you know, destined for at least eight Aaron wins. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, along with Odell Beckham Jr. or and Antonio Brown, that is the Super Bowl team. They're going. You can 
cash that check right now. If Rogers stays healthy. I would say even without, eh, no, never mind. Yeah, you'd be on crack if you said that. Ah, (laughs) Love that Notre Dame, bud, but whew. Um, So, still with the Jets, so that Anthony Barr, obviously, supposed to go to the Jets, didn't go to the Jets, but they... C.J. Mosley cashed in. Great signing to pair him with uh, Avery Williamson, right? Yeah, him and Avery Williamson. That is the top tandem for middle linebackers in the league in the NFL right now. Yeah, I mean. That's my opinion. Mosley is a stud without a doubt. And, you know, I have to say the Ravens are, they're falling apart. They starting linebackers go. What are they doing? And Weddle's gone now. Like, I know they cut him, but he's gone. Um, mm-hmm. So they just got Tony Jefferson, mm-hmm. and you know who's first off. Wait, Lamar, you said they, they cut Tony Jefferson. No, no, they still have him. Oh, but I was say. you know, and then they're sold on Lamar Jackson. No, first off, Lamar Jackson can't throw the ball, and two, who's he going to throw it to? They don't have Michael Crabtree. They don't have John Brown. John Brown left. He went to the Bills today. So who's he throwing to? Uh, Nobody. So he's literally gonna just run every play. That's all it's gonna be. And yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the Ravens have been ex- like linked heavily to Le'Veon Bell, but I think that's the wrong signing for them. Well, and if you bank for him, and, and if they you, don't have anybody else to throw to. If you look at my tweet earlier too, I said, you know, I get like if Le'Veon Bell went to uh, Baltimore, it's literally just a rent a revenge story because. Yeah, that's- there's there's no they're not a playoff team like the browns are the only good team in that division in my honest opinion like and they're only gonna get better yeah and it's because they're young they have a good base they have a good line good defensive line their defense as a whole is is good um, yeah, everybody was shocked when they cut jamie collins but they instantly filled that hole with uh olivier vernon yeah and you know so the Ravens defense from, you know, one of the best defenses last year to, I think they're going to be horrible. Like I, I think the Ravens are going to be a team that I can yeah. see them winning four games. I can see that too. I can see them being really good at the rush defense, like stopping the run because their defensive line is the same. They still got Brandon Williams and, um, what's his, what's the other guy's name? John a blank, right? Um, they're very good up front. Just the, the three, cause the three big boys in the front, they lock down everybody. But they've literally lost their entire linebacking core today. And you can't forget, Sizzle, he's gone. Yeah, he went to the cards, man. Yeah. He's probably he's going to be done. I don't know if he's going to make it the whole season. If he performs bad, I think they'll cut him. Yeah, but he didn't play that bad go. last year. No, yeah, he was a stud. I, I just think, I mean, the Cardinals are another team. They're a long way away. And who knows, oh. who knows what's going to happen. I want to shoot to the Browns real quick because we've been talking about them here and there throughout this episode. Mike, they just signed, they have Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator right now. Yep. He did phenomenal as a defensive coordinator for the Panthers. I think they the Cardinals cut him way too soon. He is a awesome coach. Well, the Cardinals are just stupid. They're going to they're going to get rid of Rosen. They're going to set themselves back another year at least cuz they're going to draft Kyler Murray. And if they get a pick though. If they get a first-round pick for Josh Rosen, do you really think they're offsetting that, though? Do you think that Josh Rosen's worth a first-round pick? If I'm a Giants fan, yeah. No. If I'm a Redskins fan, yeah. Because I think Josh Rosen is better than any of the quarterbacks in this draft. I really do. Other than Drew Locke, everybody else is a question mark. I think Daniel Jones will be better. 
He could be, but we don't know. His strength of schedule wasn't there, really. Yeah, but I mean, I look at Rosen's numbers last year, and they weren't good. No, they weren't, mind you. But at the same time, he he wasn't playing for an offensive coach. You know, he was playing for a defensive guy, and you can't really. There's not a good relationship there for a rookie quarterback. Sam Bradford, well, he's not a good mentor. That guy's all about his cash. He don't care. <laughs> He'll go out there and break a toe and be like, ah, see you later. You know. He's like the Hamburglar of the NFL. He just yeah. stealing money. You see Sam Bradford on the sidelines after he got hurt. You know. <laughs> so who was there really grooming this kid? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just not sold on Rosen. I mean. I feel like his football IQ is just garbage too. You know, I mean, you don't have to be the best quarterback, you know, right away as a rookie, but you have to have quarterback smarts at least. And uh-huh. I just, I don't know. I just feel like I watch some of his games and his some of his decisions and things like that. I don't know. Some things you just can't teach, and I, football smarts is one of them. That's true. But and also, I'm going to defend him one more time in his defense. That offensive line is dreadful. It Not is. I mean, look at how Matt, how bad David Johnson's regressed. Mm-hmm. He can't even step an inch forward, man. He's tackled in the backfield almost every play. I mean, I, I agree. I just, I don't know. I've never been sold on Rosen. I, you know, as a freshman at UCLA, he was the talk of the freaking country. And, yeah. you know, he's regressed every year since then. And mm-hmm. a lot of people question that based on his commitment to football. How much does he really like it? And if you watch yeah. him play, it almost looks like he's kind of like, ah, I don't really care, you know? But he, 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 in that manner, he just reminds me so much of Eli Manning. Yeah, that's true. They always say that about Eli. Oh, he doesn't care. Look at him. They always say that like his, his facial expressions aren't there. His emotion isn't there. He's just calm. His face just is just stupid. <laughs> he, yeah, everybody calls it the dumb face, but... I don't know, man. I think him and Eli, I feel like, are the same guy. It, it could be. I mean, I'm not going to say I hate Rosen. Like, he's never done anything to me. Um, <laughs> but but uh, I don't know. I just I, I think that there's better options out there. So I don't think he's worth the first-round pick. The most, the, the earliest I would give him is a third, and that's being generous, in my honest opinion. Eh, we'll see. I mean, I'm sure they're going to try to do something to get – Whatever they can for him. But I'm the kind of guy, like, to me, Mitch Trubisky isn't worth a... F- like, Trubisky's got better numbers, but you take Trubisky out of that, that offense, he's terrible. Yo! Breaking news, Odell Beckham Jr. just got traded to the Browns. No way. Just right now. You're lying. I swear to God. No way. Yeah, man. It literally just popped up on my phone. For What? I can't even root for the Giants anymore. What is going on? Dude, he just got paired with his best friend. <laughs> Him and Lange, dude, the Browns are winning the Super Bowl. That's it. They're winning the Super Bowl, man. Uh, what did they get? They had to give up two first-rounders. Uh, gosh. Yo, imagine. Well, imagine fourth. Antoine Bethea, man. <laughs> best player on the Giants right now. <laughs> Kevin Zietler. Yeah, I, I like Kevin Zietler, though. He's cool. He, the, oh, my. Odell to the Browns. Wait till you see, like, the, the Giants trade Saquon Barkley. Oh, I will cry. <laughs> so, um, in other news, Kenny Vaccaro re-signed with the Titans. Uh, <laughs> dude, I can't believe this is happening right now. I can't believe they traded him. I thought he would last one more year. Dude, why would they? Oh, they had to have been blown away. 
You Glad said you said it was going to happen. I did. What's what's going on with the the Giants Cleveland Browns uh connection? Pat Shermer. Yeah. He was that coach there, man. Oh my god. <laughs> he's making the Browns better now than when he was a coach. <laughs> right? And he's still the same crappy coach. What the hell? <laughs> uh well, we got to move on so you can you can drown in your tears while I I speak. Um, I mean, it might be easy for you to move on, but the Giants just lost Odell. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I can't help but laugh. I can tell. I can tell how upset you are. It's almost like when uh, the Bears drafted Mitch when you had that video. Uh, have you ever been unexpectedly kicked in the nuts? Uh, maybe. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Oh man! I feel like they're in my throat. <laughs> Do you have an Odell jersey? I do not know, but I, I like Odell a lot. Well, uh, moving on, Nick Foles. Yeah, Nick Foles, he cashed out big time, bro. <laughs> yeah, four years. $100 million, No, I think it was 102 Yeah, for four, million. for four years. And like 80 of it was guaranteed or something like that? Yeah. That's insane. Napoleon, Coughlin, Napoleon Dynamite. in the senility, my man. Napoleon Dynamite cashes in. <laughs> I forgot he looks just exactly like him. Um, yeah, I mean, and Blake Bortles is obviously gone. They're cutting him tomorrow. Yeah, they're releasing um, him. You know, sucks. I, I've always liked Blake Bortles, but he cannot throw a football for his life, so not surprising. Uh, I think Nick Foles is going to be horrible, though, because it's going to be a totally different offense. You know, they, they are a power-run offense, and Nick Foles is at his worst when he's under center. Um, and yeah, he's terrible, dude. They, I pretty, I'm pretty sure that Fisher's offense in the like St. Louis when they were there for the Rams is the exact same as Tom Coughlin's. Well, yeah, and I mean, well, either they're going to have to change the offense, which I don't think would happen because. Every player on that team is going to have to learn a totally different offense. Plus, now it void it would void out Leonard Fournette. He's not fitting in any other offense. So um, they're going to go back to the power run offense. Uh, and Nick Foles is a better he, he's better out of the shotgun, quick passes, you know, play action, and it's just not going to happen. So I think he's going to be god awful and good for him. You know, he's rich. He's really, he's really rich. Yeah, they're trying to, you know, again, another one of those moves that you kind of just squeak out something. And, I mean, maybe it gets them a, a win or two more. Uh, I mean, they, they totally underperformed because their defense was horrible. Yeah, uh, I don't know what happened there, man. They have a good setup. They got good pieces. It's just bad apples in the locker room, I think. I, I think they need more weapons, too, on offense, you know. Oh, yeah, they got rid of all the receivers last year. Coming into this season, the best receiver was Dante Moncrief. Well, yeah, and I think he's done. He was on a one-year. Yeah, he's a free agent. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they don't have really any receivers. I think Keelan Cole is, like, okay, but he's not number one. That's um, your boy. That is my boy. <laughs> he won me. Him and Blake Bortles won me my fantasy team two years ago. So, <laughs> um, you cheat. No, but, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> Nick Foles, oh, I don't know. I mean, good for him. Yeah, a guy that went from almost retiring to Super Bowl MVP to $100 million contract. Dude, my thing is, though, if, like, these teams know they're going to trade people or, like, lose people in the offseason, 
Why don't you trade them and get something back for them? Yeah, but good thing the Eagles didn't trade them because they would have been stuck with Sudfeld at quarterback when no, Carson Wentz went down. They didn't make the play- Did they make the playoffs? They beat the Bears. Well, jeez. They weren't going to win the Super Bowl, so it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, but they got farther because they had Foles. I mean, had they not right, had but him. What are they going to do now? They have no cap room, and to replace Nick Foles, Sudfeld's still there. Who are they going to draft? They don't have any picks. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, now you, they put all their money in on Wentz now. But at the time, you had Foles for basically nothing. That's what I'm saying. They should have traded him for a first pick, which they were offered. Because uh, Jason Peters isn't getting any younger. Dude, they re-signed Jason Peters. Why? The guy a, has played six games in the past two years. They re- and he played so poorly last year. He got beat off the ball every time I watched them. They re-signed him. The Giants. To a one-year deal. I think that's just a locker room move. And to be a captain, I don't know. He should not be on the field. That guy is a mummy. He's wrapped up so tight. Yeah, he looks like he should just be in a wheelchair. His legs look yeah. like they hurt so bad. He's going to be one of those guys that struggles to walk when he's like 60. I, I wouldn't doubt it. He looks like it, it's painful to watch him play. Yeah. Um. So other stuff, Tyron Matthew goes to the Chiefs. Great pick. Um, I like, I've always liked Tyron Matthew, Matthew a lot. So I like the yeah. pick, um, you know, the chiefs, they, they've lost some pieces, but I don't, they lost, they got rid of Ford, right? D Ford. No, and, they franchise tacked him. Oh, sorry. It's Justin Houston. They got rid of Justin Houston. Yeah. they cut him. Um, but other than that, like, you know, they kind of got the same team around young team. I really like Williams in the backfield. I think the Chiefs are going to be right back where they were last year. Maybe maybe take a little step back. Like I don't think Mahomes will be as good, but I still think he's going to be really good. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really hard to repeat a 50 touchdown year. Like, let's be honest. So, it's always going to be hard to perform up to that. Once you set that standard, man, everybody everybody's going to see every season that you don't match that as a failure or a regression. Exactly, but I still think they're going to be really good, probably win Is that division. Sure up their defense. There's no reason for them not to be able to beat the Patriots. Well, I think they did. They took the first steps in that too by getting rid of their defensive coordinator. Um, there's just no reason their defense is not that bad on paper to perform as poorly as they did. The worst move they could have ever done was trade Marcus Peters. It started there. I agree. Um, what they, would they even get back for him? A, a third round, fourth round pick. I don't. I don't know. I mean, they, and then they they took Fuller from the Redskins when they wanted Smith to kind of replace yeah. him, but yeah. not that he's horrible. But he's not. He's not Peters. You know. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the Colts signed Devin Funches, so he's he's no longer a Panther. So who the hell are the Panthers throwing the ball to? Uh, they got Moore, Samuel, uh, Chris Moore, and that's about it. And Pretty Greg, sure Greg Olson's retiring. Greg Olson with two broken feet. Yeah, I, I don't know. I the Panthers are another one of those teams where like they don't like to rebuild; they just like to stock up what they have. Yeah, and they never really hit it right. They haven't had a receiver since Steve Smith left. I agree, and and I've always liked Cam Newton, but even he's battered. Like at this point, with how much Cam Newton gets hurt and his inconsistently inconsistency, I can't talk today. Um, <laughs> you know. I'm, they need to take. They need to start thinking about a quarterback situation as well. I yeah, you know. I mean, I'm not yeah. saying like Cam Newton deserves to play, but you know, they should at least have a quality backup for when he does go down. Because it's it's bound to happen. I mean, he's had two shoulder surgeries. 
Yeah, exactly. And we've both had shoulder surgery. It is not an easy comeback. No, especially for a position that you're constantly, like, consistently throwing. Yeah. It's not comfortable. No, not at all. So, um, just some other things. Uh, wait, do you like the Funches pick? The the signing? I, I mean, I knew the Colts weren't going to go in having the $106 million to spend. I knew they weren't going to blow their load. I get that because, yeah, they want to hit the draft, and they've been drafting very well lately. Their backfield could use Le'Veon Bell, but the trio they have is really good. I agree. They have uh, Naheem Hines, Marlon Mack. Those two are a good one-two. Um, T.Y. Hilton, still clearly the number one there. He's still performing well. Andrew Luck's back to normal. Honestly, if he won MVP over Patrick Mahomes, which he wouldn't have, I would not have been upset about it. Not at all. Dude, he balled out last year. He did. And their defense was absolutely incredible. The Colts are they're on the up and up. And if they continue to have this much money down the line and they do see that generational player, not like probably like an Odell or something like that, like that's still young. I'm not saying Odell himself. I'm just saying somebody like him and he's available. That's when you jump on it. But like I said, running earlier, the running back position now is just a turnstile, bro. You mean the you mean the new Cleveland Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham? I didn't say it's Giants. I just said Odell, man. No, he, no, he, I know. He went him down. I know. I just <laughs> I had to bring it up again. <laughs> I don't even. They didn't even announce what the trade was yet. Who who broke the news? Who broke it? Uh, it just honestly, it just like popped up as a report on my thing. I was <laughs> hold on. I'll read it to you. I think NFL Network broke it. Um. Details so, on OB, oh Giants get number seventeen overall pick, the third round pick in twenty nine. And you broke peppers. All right, I'll take it. I will take that. All right, I'll take that. That see, that's the kind of trade that you get. So they got. So give us the details. I didn't. I All right. So the Browns get, according to Adam Schefter, the Browns get Odell Beckham Jr. The Giants get the Cleveland Browns twenty nineteen. First round pick, number 17 overall, and the third round pick, and Jabril Peppers. All right. I mean, is Jabril. That's not bad. Do you Jabril like Jabril? Peppers struggled his rookie year, but he made some steps last year. All right. I mean, hey, as long as you're happy, I'm happy. I, I'm kind of happy with that. I'm okay with it. The, the, the return's fine. And Jabril, he, Jabril, he's a hometown boy. He grew up in New Jersey, man, played at Paramus. He'll do good. That's, right. that's good. I like that. I like, and you know what? That's a good replacement of Landon Collins. And and you got a better. I would say he's uh, maybe not as good of a tackler, but he's a better athlete. Better athlete. He cover better. He's faster. Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not upset with that. I like it. I like it. All right. Start. And now Sterling Shepard got to step up. That's it. Start printing the Jabril Peppers jerseys and give one to Luke. Dude, you know what, bro? They got the sixth pick and the seventeenth pick. This draft is stacked. I'm pumped. I'm actually really excited. Maybe they get DK Metcalf. Oh, nah, they got him going to the Bills, bro. So if the Giants yeah, want him, they got to draft him at six. Yeah, draft him at six, and then you come back and get a get a quarterback late, like get nah, one of the I quarterbacks mean, that are I, left. I don't want a quarterback this year. I don't. You don't. No, I want to wait until next year and get Jake Fromm from Georgia. Okay, so they got a tank this year then. They're going to tank regardless. Do you see their defense? <laughs> they got Jabril Peppers. 
You know what? I could see them doing Dexter Lawrence at 17 because I think he's going to fall. And if Ed Oliver falls, pick him at 17 and an offensive lineman. If they do that, I'll be happy. So you don't. Because that's building towards the next step. So you don't want Metcalf then? Mm, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, free agency's not over. We'll see. I I still can't you believe they. The remaining receivers are. No, I don't. I'm gonna look it up. Let's see. Um, let's let's get into some. While you're looking that up, uh, just some last minute things. Uh, Kareem Jackson went to the Broncos. Uh, yep. That's a good pickup. Uh, he was a really good player for the Texans, uh, so I, I like that. We already talked about Mosley. We talked about Suggs. We talked about Vaccaro. Uh, Bradley Roby left. He's leaving Denver. It was basically a trade. Yeah. He's going to Houston. He's replacing Kareem Jackson. Yeah, so, I mean, they got rid of uh, one and picked up another. Um, I just got the Odell alert, by the way. Um, Deion Buchanan's going to Tampa, reuniting with Bruce Arians. Yep. Um, this is a head scratcher that a lot of people didn't like. Jawan James goes to the Broncos. Uh, a lot of people did not like that pick, that pickup by the Broncos. Yeah. Uh, cause Juwan, I think it's bad. What gonna, is this? Uh, it was an update, sorry. Oh. Um, Frank Gore. Frank Gore is ageless, my man. The Iron Man. Dude. All he needs is 592 yards or something like that to pass Barry Sanders. I'm glad he's still in the league. Yeah, and he's still productive. He is. And you know what? I can see him beating Shady McCoy out in Buffalo for the starting position. Dude, I thought Shady would have been released or traded. Yeah, I, could, I thought so too. I thought he'd go back to Philly, honestly. Him yeah. and him and uh, Deshaun. So... Uh. They, they were talking about it last year after Ajayi hurt his shoulder, but they just didn't have the resources that the Bills wanted, which honestly was only a receiver. I think it was pretty – I'm pretty sure they all they wanted was Aguilar. That's it. Which I would have gotten rid of him anyway. Yeah, I don't I don't like Aguilar. He's not that good. No, I'm not a big fan. Um, so, yeah, Frank Gorst is still in the league. Uh, and, and then to the Adrian Amos uh, signing by the Packers. I'm not going to say Adrian Amos is bad. But I was, I was talking to some people on Twitter, so if you follow me on Twitter, you would know. Um, I don't think Adrian Amos is as good as what his numbers suggest. And the reason I'm saying that is because when you play on a team with a very good defense, now mind you, the Bears' defense has been very good for the last two years, and that's when Amos has you know kind of made a name for himself. You know, I think he is a benefit of the supporting cast, the people around him. And so... To me, like you look at two things, sacks can happen by pressure on a quarterback or co- you got coverage sacks, and so you know the Bears aren't a team that really force a lot of coverage sacks. They're they're all pass rush type sacks that they they record. So they're p- constantly putting pressure on quarterbacks, not giving them the time to throw the ball. Hence, you know, look at look at the Rams game for example. Um, you know, they don't give you a lot of time to make a decision. So quarterbacks are hurrying up, making throws, and when that happens, the quarterback's either throwing the ball while they're getting hit, they're rushing and not making accurate throws, and because of that, turnovers are more prevalent. You know, that yeah. you know, Fuller is a good cornerback, but I will say that a lot of his his interceptions are due to quarterbacks forcing throws and he can read it quick enough and he knows. So he, he reads it, jumps the route. And picks it off. So I think that Amos's interceptions and you know 
I, I think he's a he's a good player, but I think that he's easily easily replaceable on the Bears defense. Yeah, I think so too. And like you said, you already have Eddie Jackson, so Amos was really just a compliment to the environment. I mean, uh, I look at when when Eddie Jackson went down, they put in uh, I think it's Dion Bush, and he did fine. And same thing when Bryce Callahan went down. They put in Sherrick McManus. He did fine. And those guys aren't starters on most teams, but because that defense is so good and applies pressure to the quarterbacks, if you can cover a guy for the first 10 yards, you're good. Yeah. So um, anything on that, or you're you're pretty set on that? No, I'm pretty set on it. I, I, you convinced me that Amos ain't the, you know, the best shit in the toilet, but um, I'm, I'm glad. Uh, so this was a little surprising too. Teddy Bridgewater goes back to the Saints, but I like yeah. the move, and it was very like classy. It's just very head scratching for me because the Dolphins wanted him to be their starter, and you know he just, he's like, ah, it's not a good situation. I'm out. I'll wait for the Saints. Yeah, so that's what he's doing. The Saints must have reassured him that hey, when Breeze is gone, we want you to be the guy. But, you know, I, I wouldn't promise him that because Taysom Hill is not bad. Dude, I said the same thing. Did you watch him make that throw in the playoffs? Yeah. He looks just like Drew Brees. single-handedly. He throws just like Drew Brees. Yeah. <laughs> it was insane. So Dude, I, Taysom Hill is going to be great. Um, and, they, and the Saints don't want to trade him, so that's why it's head-scratching for me. They also made another move. They signed Latavius Murray for four years, which ended, you know, the former Heisman Trophy winner. Mark Ingram's time in New Orleans. And it sucks because I liked the Ingram-Kamara uh, yeah. chemistry. I mean, they really complemented each other well. Not many teams have that, two backs that no. can really play off each other well. Because um, mm-hmm. most of the time it's a competition. And yeah. really there was no clear-cut one, number one back. Like They each had their own packages, and mm-hmm. you know the Saints really used them well. I think yeah. it's going to be more the Kamara show. I think Murray is good, but he's. I think Ingram's better. But they got yeah. they got Murray for nothing, like four years, yeah. fourteen million. That's nothing. So and nowadays, that's nothing. I mean, yeah. you, just, you just saw Bobby Hart get twenty one million over three seasons by the Bengals. That's probably the worst move I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, that got an F by ESPN. <laughs> Bobby Hart was the right tackle for the Giants when Eric Flowers was the left tackle. That should just tell you how that goes. Yeah, no, no need to even explain any more. No, um, um, but. I think Ingram's going to struggle a little bit finding a new home just because of his age. But just because he's 29, I don't think he's old because he struggled in the early part of his career and he lost his job to Pierre Thomas. Yep. So I think he's still got his legs under him. And I don't think people should, like, teams should be scared to, like, give him a shot. Like the Jets, if they don't get Le'Veon Bell, there you go. Poor man's Le'Veon Bell, Mark Ingram. Well, and. With splitting carries, he wasn't touching the ball 35 times a game. Exactly. So he was kind of saved. He was always fresh. Other than being hurt, he's fresh. And know? and he missed four games for PEDs, so he didn't even play every game last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like Mark Ingram. And then the last thing I have, well, the Bears signed Buster Scrine to replace Bryce Callahan. I'm iffy on that. I like Scrine for his durability more than anything. Uh, and, and he didn't Ca- do too bad for the Jets last year. He was okay. No, and Callahan never stayed on the field. He was good, but he couldn't stay healthy. So I like that. Um, Tashawn Gibson goes to the Texans. So Texans got Roby and Gibson. Um, 
And then Dante Fowler goes back to the Rams on a one-year deal. Basically a prove-it deal. I think he's yeah. a bust, so we'll see. Yeah, how do you, did you see this? I don't know if you read about the Steelers today. I know they're a complete dumpster fire, but they're still a very classy organization. Oh, Shazier. They, uh, they're keeping Shazier on their roster, and they're paying the minimum salary of his contract so they can continue to give him his contractual benefits like insurance and his pension. So yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. I saw that um, earlier, and they did that last year too. I think eventually if he doesn't return to the field, which I think at this point we can all assume it's probably highly unlikely. Um, he says he wants to, but I think he'd be crazy to do it. I think I could see him in like a front office role with that organization yeah. in, so, in some way, maybe like a, a, a mentor role or something. Yeah. yeah, like a mentor. I mean, I don't know what his football IQ is. I mean, maybe he's got a coaching future. I don't really know. but. Yeah. Um, you, you had some extra notes that you want to add in, so I, I don't have the list. It didn't. Um, I just wanted Cole Beasley and John Brown to the Bills. I think that's a quietly good move. Yep. Um, I mean, their receivers aren't that great. They have, uh, that, what's that, the Zay kid, Zay, Zay Jones. Jones. Yep. He's extremely fast. He's pretty tall, but he has nobody else to help him. Last year, they had Kelvin Benjamin, but they had to trade him because he got fat and I he thought was they, slow. I thought they cut him. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they cut got him. him in, they traded for him. I meant they got him from the Panthers and then they cut him. Yep. Um, so I think Cole Beasley and John Brown take a little more pressure off of Zay Jones to let him go. And there's two. Uh, who else is there? Robert Jones? No. Is it Robert Jones? No. I don't know. There's another receiver there that's very uh, that's pretty fast too. Um, also, dude, the Raiders—they're making all these moves, but I don't know how they're going to pay their players. They have all this cap space, but there's a report that came out that said they have very bad cash flow, so they don't know how they're going to pay these guys. <laughs> yeah, the the Raiders that, have that's just the cherry on top of John Gruden's like return to football. Well, they didn't have a place to play up until like two weeks ago. They still don't have a place to play. No, they do. They they signed a deal with the Coliseum for nineteen. Uh, I I saw something that they're playing in Canada for a couple games too. No, no, I think that they're in uh, Oakland, or they're going to stay in Oakland for the year. Crazy. Um, but yeah, the, the I mean, the Raiders, who the hell, who knows? Who really, who knows? I mean, John Gruden, one moment I'm like, he's a genius. Another moment I'm like, like the Antonio Brown trade, you're like, wow, this is great. And then, I don't know, like I get, I get assembly was for cap space, but you got rid of a good lineman. Yeah, a Pro Bowl lineman, he- Back-to-back, man, two times. Uh, what what did you think of the Adam Humphreys signing by the Titans? I didn't even know they signed him. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's how much it tells you. Uh, yeah, I mean, Adam Humphreys is like maybe – he was maybe the sixth best option on the Buccaneers team last year. <laughs> yeah. He got like a four-year uh, deal. <laughs> yeah. Dude, he did snap for like those three games, though, when everybody was hurt. Yeah, he, he did. He showed promise. He showed promise. Um, any any other notes? Uh, Le'Veon Bell signing with a mystery team, just not announcing it. <laughs> oh my God, the freaking the if you if you follow us on Twitter, the we Twitter exchange for like an entire hour. Today. Yeah, at like from like the one o'clock to the two o'clock hour, it was just hilarious. There was this guy making you know fake Twitter accounts, and at one point he was Ian Rappaport. And it was hilarious. Like, <laughs> I, it, you had to you had to kind of be in the moment to appreciate it. But it was this guy. He would change who he was for like every ten minutes. 
Yeah. He was Ian Rappaport. Then he was like Adam Schefter. It was funny, man. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. And people were believing it, but people started to get real mad. <laughs> a lot of people were retweeting him, man. It was great. Yeah, so still, even after our hour episode here, Still no Le'Veon Bell uh, news, but you did get breaking news on Bringing the Heat podcast. That might have been the first time. I wouldn't say we broke the news, but like big news happened in the middle yeah, of uh, a... Yeah, that's big news, man. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the biggest news we've gotten on an ep- on a live episode. 100%. That's definitely been the best news that's ever happened to us. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. Great, uh, great day. Great first day of hey, free agency. great turn, man. Yeah, uh, did you enjoy yeah, it? I did, I did. I felt like Devin Hester today. <laughs> I like what you did there. He is the greatest return man of all time. Oh, man. Dude, so, uh, now that the Browns have Odell Beckham Jr., this is their offense. Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Baker Mayfield, Odell, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Callaway, who is probably going to be an incredible slot receiver, and David Njoku. With with a and good offensive line, with a yeah, because Austin Corbett's stepping in for uh, Zeitler. Zeitler, dude, that I don't know, man. The Browns wow. have solidified themselves as not only the favorite in that division, but an AFC favorite. Yeah. Yes. So wow. so with that, do, would you say the Browns are the most improved day after the first team or after the first day? Yeah, and they're not done, man. They still got. Uh, I don't know how much cap comes off the books, but they were in the 80s. But they just picked up uh, OV's 15 million, uh, Vernon's 15 million, and Odell's 23. I think they still have some money left over. Um, yeah, I, w- I would say that they're probably the most improved team. I think the Jets did a really good job on the first day. It's um, definitely Browns and Jets, one and two. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with you. I think that yeah. they both made. Really good moves. You know, the Jets kind of solidified the defense. I think, you know, they still have a shot at Le'Veon. So, um, from what I've from what i read, they made a last-ditch offer to him. Um, you know, we'll see. I, I like what both those teams did. Um, your My thoughts on the Bears are kind of, I kind of figured this is how it would go. They're playing it quiet. Uh, but watch for them to make a big splash. I feel like they've done this before when they did it with Julius Peppers and, and they did it with yeah. Brandon Marshalls uh, and uh, and Jay Cutler. So well, the Giants made a secretly big splash, man, or splash today. You know, would Very you call? Deceiving. Would Just you call last it? Week they were saying we didn't sign Odell to trade him. Okay, and look what happened. Would you call it a splash though? Uh, a reverse splash. Yeah. Reverse. So a belly flop. Yes. <laughs> okay, if we're, if we're speaking in swimming terms. Yeah, that wasn't a cannonball. That was definitely falling on your face off of the, the high diving board. Oof, that sounds painful. Yeah. Um, so that's it for the episode. That's it. That's um, it for today, huh? So f- first one with Luke back. It was a good one, episode 30. Um, those of you that listen, thank you for listening. I uh, really, yes, really please. appreciate thank it. You. Keep, I know uh, I haven't been around for a while, but I appreciate it. I'm so happy to be back. Looking forward to where we go from here. Yeah, I mean, we've already we've done so much since you've been gone. It's going to be nice to have you back. We're going to keep expanding. Um, make sure you retweet, subscribe, and favorite. We keep that saying. That saying's been around since we first started this. Also, go check out Thrive Fantasy. Download the app. Use the promo code Bring the Heat. 
And uh, if you deposit $10, Thrive Fantasy will match that $10. So you'll have $20 to play with on the on the website and it's all prop bets so it's kind of fun it's all different stuff you don't have to worry about setting a lineup or anything like that a lot of prop bets on there so uh go check that out and uh that's it check you got it out got anything you want to say before we wrap this no, up man just go ahead check out uh the promo code use it i know for sure after this i'm gonna put ten dollars down and get my ten dollars back they're gonna match it whatever i'm excited word i can't wait to till thursday thursday hopefully we got the interview and uh it'll be a good time so uh thanks for listening and uh we'll talk to you guys on thursday peace out later